News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, inflation remains at a 38-year high of just over 9% for the month of July, with an increase in the cost of home heating oil, electricity, gas and solid fuels, one of the main drivers of the high rate. And we're also hearing that the cost of the kilowatts per hour is going to reach stratospheric levels for the November to February period. That's on the wholesale market. So could the high cost of living and working at home be driving people back to the office? Peter Cosgrove, Managing Director of FutureWise, is on the line. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Ivy. Peter, do you think that the cost of working from home is going to be an incentive for people to go back to the office when you take into account heating their home during the day, maybe uh, their Wi-Fi, making a couple of teas and coffees and what have you? Is that going to, those electricity bills going to drive people back to the office? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the funny thing is, a few months ago, it was the opposite. People were saying, you know, people weren't going to go back because of gas prices and the travel to work and all these other costs like coffee and the sandwiches outside their office were more expensive than they used to be. And now we're going the other way. So I do think it's potentially an issue for people who are really struggling with the cost of inflation. But I think the bigger challenge for employers is to understand their employees and some of these challenges. And a lot of them haven't really got their head around yet about this working from home and whether they should be paying a premium or not paying a premium. Some companies are trying to pay their employees less. And I think this all becomes a little distressing for the employee where they don't know where they are, where they feel sometimes that they're being taken advantage of because they're saying, hang on, why is my employer not paying for this? And they would be if I was in the office. So I think it's adding to the already tricky world of remote and flexible working. So, you know, is there any agreement that companies can come to? And I notice as well when people are changing jobs, if it's a remote or a hybrid role, the salary sort of is is reduced on the basis that you will maybe not be commuting or have that benefit. So employers might be trying to to cost cut there. Yeah, well, look, the the thing I say to everybody is, you know, after two years of everybody working from home, you know, it isn't the end of the world to go back to the office. You know, uh, people are now saying, I never need to come back to the office again. Uh, The biggest challenge for employees is they don't often see some of the long-term benefits of actually working in the office. You know, all the -the on-the-job learning, learning by observation was really key. Um, All the events that people went to, um, even if we thought lots of those horrible networking events, they actually were very valuable to build your network. Nobody is going to them in the evening if they've been stuck at home all day. And, and even things like, you know, connection with your colleagues and a lack of loneliness. So there's a huge benefits to going to the office. And employees probably need to focus a little bit more on the idea of working flexibly. So I don't always have to be in at nine, but I should be coming into the office to meet my colleagues. And there are times, obviously, when I should be doing some deep work at home. The flip side is the employers need to actually at least talk to the employees and understand these challenges and not be saying, if you don't come back five days a week, I'm not going to pay you the same salary. And that is sl- happening in some organizations where they're actually, you know, they're actually kind of giving a premium to people who come back to the office. Is that fair, do you think? No, no, look, it's not fair, but um, there are certainly some jobs out there. Uh, a lot of jobs, let's say, if you look at the professional services sector, most people go in essentially on training contracts. And it doesn't make sense if you're a trainee lawyer or a trainee accountant that you're not sitting with all the other your colleagues and learning as you go. You cannot learn the same way at home. You do not learn as well on Zoom. You know, I, I think of when I was in my 20s, you know, a manager might walk by you 15 times a day and tell you something or point something at your screen. You're probably getting one call a day maximum. So I think depending on your, where you are in your work career, sometimes being in the office is absolutely the best place to be. And there's no question there are times when the best place to be is at home working on your own. So I think it's not really about um, should you work at home or should you work at the office? It's where's the best place for you to do the work. And unfortunately for some employees, that is going to be the office sometimes, even if they don't want to. 
it'll be interesting to see how it pans out over the winter with the energy bills and how that feeds into it. Peter Cosgrove, Managing Director of FutureWise, thank you very much for joining us this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.